It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. All right, today's show, we are going to recap the race at Michigan. Do you think Austin Dillon has forgiven uh, Brad Keselowski yet? No. No. I don't. It's going to be a little bit. Do you think that NBC is going to play up the... Revenge factor? Yeah, yes. At Daytona today? Or at Daytona on, on Saturday? I I don't think revenge will happen at the Super Speedway. No, I don't think so either. But do you think NBC will play it up? Yeah, but I think uh, probably uh, uh, the drivers will tone it down. Yeah. And again, we, we, we we'll, this has been a frustration of ours for quite a while, mine especially, of when the media partners try to play up a rivalry to try to boost up some ratings. Daytona is the last track. Daytona and Talladega are the last tracks that retaliation is uh, paid back at. Revenge Correct. is gotten, I guess it would be the better way to say it. Yeah, he's got uh, 11 races to get him back. You know? Martinsville, Bristol, um, there's other tra- There's other ones. And especially when you're not on the bubble yourself. You don't do it at this track for the sheer fact that you've got to make up 25 points on Tyler Reddick in order to point your way in. So, if, and I'm speaking of Austin Dillon. Yeah, well, you're not going to do it at this track anyway because there's there's too good a chance at this track that you get caught up in it. Right. Caused some serious injury. I mean, he's been, Austin Dillon himself has been involved in some pretty horrific accidents at Daytona. But um, I don't think Saturday will be the day they'll do any payback. Um, this is going to be a run your race, try to survive. I think it's for, for these guys that are on the bubble. Um, Reddick is fairly secure. Dylan is, uh, like I said, 25 points behind Tyler Reddick sitting in 17th place. Austin Dillon sitting in 17th place. Uh, he's got to race a safe race and then just finish as far up front as possible or as far ahead of Tyler Reddick as he possibly can. Yeah. And I expect Tyler Reddick to be in the back somewhere, just running around. Yep. You know, Tyler Reddick's got to finish the last two laps. All Tyler Reddick has to do is finish. I mean, essentially 25th or better, but you, you're going to want to cushion that a little bit, especially depending on how the stages play out. But you're going to want to finish 20th, 15th or better. And God honest, that just means hanging out and back, playing the Joe Gibbs strategy from a few years ago, which, oh, by the way, wasn't that the reason we got rid of uh, the super speedways as a cutoff race? Yep. And, and here we are again. Again, we, we've already beat to death the uh, fans saying, give us more short tracks, and they gave them road courses, and fans said, we don't like the super speedways as a cutoff race, and drivers said, we don't like it as a cutoff race, and so they made it a cutoff race. Uh, this is the big yeah. cutoff race, the end of the uh, regular season. But anyways, we'll talk more about that coming up. And uh, our interview of the week is going to be with Chad Anderson, driver of the 8C Modified at Eagle Raceway. As of the recording of this, Chad, I believe, was going to be four points behind Mike Densberger. I spoke to him uh, two weeks ago after the races, and he was only uh, he was six points behind Mike Densberger, and he finished two spots in front of Mike. So as of last Saturday's races, so it'll all come down to this Saturday's races at Eagle Raceway Track Championships being decided. 
so we'll talk with Chad about his career and his thoughts on uh, going for the championship, so forth and so on. And then we'll get you set for the race at Daytona on Saturday evening, the final race of the regular season. I want to start with something else, if we oh. can, Whitman. Yeah, we do need. Are you talking about uh, the Robin uh, Miller? What's that? Robin Miller. No, I didn't. Um, uh, two of them actually. Yeah, Robin Miller passed. Yeah, yeah, the sports journalist or motorsports journalist. Oh, yeah. Uh, day before yesterday, I think. A lifelong motorsports fan who became one of the sport's most recognized and influential media personalities died at the age of died on August 25th at the age of 71 in Indianapolis. So he just died yesterday. Then. Okay. Yep. 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 And uh, we got to send out a local one. Uh, tough news coming out. I believe Monday it was uh, it was released that Dan Jackson lost his battle with cancer, a very very short battle with cancer. Uh, the family is. Um, very grateful for all the love that the, the community has sent out. I know our, our post setting out the information. Uh, actually, I believe that was on Tuesday morning at 822. He passed away that um, there's just been an overwhelming support that has come out of the community, which is to be expected and um, a tough one there. I know the Jackson family just, uh, well, Dan was just diagnosed with stage four liver and lung cancer um, three weeks ago. Yeah, roughly, about when the news broke anyway. Yeah, tough break there. Godspeed, Dan Jackson, uh, after a short battle with uh, with cancer. Man, just getting tired of talking about people passing away of cancer. Oh. Wait, wait just another 25, 30 years to get my age. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know many of these personally. I just, I, I know of them. And uh, I imagine that, that you're, you're kind of well and, and i mean the cancer takes all ages too but yeah but i mean just death in general once you're getting up in my bracket just yeah you know, seems like somebody i know is you know dying just about every week one of my you favorite know? sayings in life i don't know why i really like this one it comes from uh, indiana, an indiana jones movie and it says uh the character says indy i think we've reached the age where god has stopped giving us things and is just taking everything away uh, they were going through a list of all the people that have died in, in the movie over the last couple of years. And then that, I don't know why that just kind of stuck with me for so long. Yeah. The one that sticks with me that I heard a couple of years ago was, uh, you know, when somebody complains about old age, you just look at them and say, yeah, but there's a lot of people that don't get that option. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's try to get a little more on the sunnier side of things. Uh, all right. Michigan. Uh, again did you get to watch the race uh what'd you think of it if wh what you got to watch um another pretty arrow dependent deal mm -hmm. <laughs> it was it was very tough to pass for the lead um a little bit of bonehead driving not only keselowski's deal but uh there was one or two other spots that you know were very questionable driving uh harvick looked totally lost yeah. Even though, even though he locked up a playoff spot, you know, with, with a crap run, mm -hmm. but he ended up finishing 14th. didn't finish in the top 10 in either of the stages. No, he was, he started for uh fourth. I think he started towards the front uh, eighth. Eighth. Okay. Well, he, like I said, he started the top 10 mm -hmm. and he moved up to fourth on the first or second lap. And then he lost like a spot a lap 
for several laps. I think he ended up, uh, he was like 16th or 18th when they went to the uh, tire caution there at what lap 20, I think they went at. You know, he was you know, almost out of the top 20 at that point. And then he just kind of hung around between 12th and 16th the rest of the race. You know, I don't think he ever got the top 10. He might have, you know, through a series of you know, pit stops or something like that. But. And that's really surprising. So like you mentioned, he uh, punched his ticket. He locked himself into the playoffs. He will start the playoffs. <laughs> 15th or 16th. Yeah, 15th. Well, that's if somebody, if one of the non-winners wins, then he'll start 16th. Very true. Absolutely. I was, I was trying to figure out how he would start 16th, but that's, that's the scenario. You nailed it. But it, what it's odd to say that Kevin Harvick, I would not be surprised at all if he's eliminated in the first round. Oh, I don't no. think he will be, but I would not be surprised if he is. But, I mean, he has no stage points. None. Yeah. He, he doesn't have a, a bonus point at all. That's crazy. Him and, him and Hamlin have just had flip years compared to last year. They were the, the goats for last year. It was, who's going to win this weekend, Hamlin, Harvick, or the field? And you were better to take Hamlin or Harvick. I think well, they won Hamlin, 13 of the, of the 36 races. Hamlin should have had two wins. I mean, let's be honest about it. You know, Harvick hasn't lost a race. You know, he where, just where Hamlin has lost a race. Yeah, Hamlin's lost two races yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Indy on the road course when he got taken out with the lead with a lap to go. He was going to win that race. You know, if he didn't get crashed. Yeah. And what was the other? It was one earlier in the year. You know, first half of the year, he had one in the bag, and I don't remember what happened. I don't remember if we cut a tire down or what, but uh, he should have two wins. But Harvick hasn't, you know, I don't know how many top fives Harvick's got. He's only got a couple, if any. You know, he's just been off yeah. this year the it's whole been, it's, year. It's definitely been an odd year for that that team. And, and I wonder if, you know, we've seen this with aging athletes that they go – their drop off in performance is tremendous from year over year. Oh, very uh, I, well. off the top of my head, I can think of Jimmy Johnson and Tony Stewart. Now, and, and again, Tony came off of an injury. Tony also came off of all the Kevin Ward stuff. Tony had a lot more distractions than than Jimmy Johnson did. But the point is there that the the performance drop off is tremendous with some of these high-tier athletes, and we may be seeing that with Kevin Harvick, but we also maybe just be seeing an off year that he's not focused for one reason or another. He's, um, you know, the, whatever. Stuart Haas Racing is struggling, and, and nothing that him and, and uh, the team are trying is working out. There could be a lot of things, but this could also be the beginning of a major drop-off in performance, and next year or the following year could be the final years for Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I think he'll give the the new car at least two years is my guess and unless he just does totally terrible in it next year yeah which has happened too when they've switched cars like that that some drivers just absolutely hate it and they're like you know what that's it i'm done i'm gonna go race xfinity or i'm just gonna go race something else i'm gonna go do something else i don't know i'm, I'm just done 
Or That's be like, Tony, go get a top fuel license. <laughs> <laughs> go buy a racetrack, go buy a race series, go, <laughs> go and just buy everything you possibly can and, and uh, get your fingers more into the, uh, to the dirt community. Investment is investment. All right, let's talk about Michigan. Ryan Blaney ends up getting the win. He led just eight laps on the day. Didn't finish in the top 10 either of the stages, so he only got 40 points on the day. William Byron came home in second. Larson in third. Kurt Busch in fourth. Denny Hamlin in fifth. Matt DiBenedetto, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, and Martin Truex Jr. top 10. We talked a little bit about it at the end of that second stage, the Austin Dillon, Kevin, or uh, Brad Keselowski uh, issue that I was really surprised to see what happened. But then I watched an interview with Austin Dillon who said, you know, I kind of came up expecting Brad to have lifted and not be there, but he was still there. I, I kind of got it from Austin's interview that, yeah, he was upset with Brad, but he's not furious with Brad. He was just a little confused as to why Brad's stuck so close to him after they crossed the uh the finish line for the end of that stage yeah i you know it's it's hard saying but you don't just lift right past the finish line because the guys behind you aren't aren't lifting yet you see that they used to see it in dirt track a lot sunset had an issue with that for a while yeah you know then some of the more experienced drivers just told these young guys drive it down into turn one you know right we're still racing behind you and you see it every time at the dirt track when they call a start back and at a turn two half the field got the notice the other half didn't it's amazing there's not more major wrecks when they call those restarts or when they uh they they uh they call off those starts because of a bad start and, and like I said, half the field got the notice. The other half wasn't paying attention with the receiver or the cautions and keep accelerating off turn two and almost cause major accidents. Yep. Weekly deal there. But even, even lifting just a little bit because he didn't get the spot. Brad realized he, that, that Austin got the spot and it, it, I don't know if I'm blaming Brad. It was just kind of a confusing thing that happened. Well, you know, uh, Austin expecting Brad to lift is totally stupid. Well, and that, that was my words. He, I think his words were, he didn't expect him to be there, you know, um, which, I mean, he said that he was, he wanted to get off the apron cause it was dirty and it was rough. So he was trying to come back up off the, to get back on the racing surface. Um, but I don't know. It, it was, it, unfortunately it resulted in a pretty rough accident, but uh, a big testament. Brad said it on uh, on Race Hub. A big testament to the progression of the safety equipment. Because five six years ago, Austin would have been in a lot worse shape, maybe not injured, but just in a lot worse shape than he was uh, on Monday morning. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's. I think everything in the safety department five or six years ago is still pretty close to what it is now. You know, twenty years ago would have been a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm. but uh, uh yeah it, it was just an unfortunate deal um especially when austin dillon's trying to race for uh a playoff spot yeah you know the rough part about that whole scenario is their teammates uh yeah uh i mean not Ready. really teammates but they're chevy teammates yeah well yeah, That's what you mean by that. I, when you said that, right. I immediately thought, I was like, wait. 
When did Brad move over to Richard Childress Racing and I missed it? No, I'm talking about uh, uh, Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon. Yeah. You know, yeah I oh, you're talking about the two that are battling for the uh, the final playoff spot. Correct. Got it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. Getting back on track. Richard Childress just... is in a win-win. He's going to have a car in the playoffs probably – it's about a 98% possibility. Again, somebody can come in and steal a win and knock them both out. Right. So, but, you know. Hey, and it's Daytona. Anybody can steal a win. Right. And obviously, he wants, I think, in the back of Richard Childress's mind, is he wants his grandson in over his other driver. Mm, I don't think it matters in that sense. I think it does. Uh, I think it He's not going to admit it, but I think it does. <laughs> uh, bad days. Joey Gase ended up finishing uh, tail end. Charlie, 29 laps completed, involved in an accident. And then we just talked about Austin Dillon. End of stage two, 120 laps completed. Now, Austin Dillon still ended up getting 14 points, which was critical to reducing the amount of hit that he took uh, in the playoff standings and, and getting into the playoffs. Joey Logano, nine points on the day. Ended up finishing, what, 12 laps down, 33rd position. He got involved in a wreck early on, right? Yeah. Looks like he would have been involved in that probably somewhere around stage two. Yeah, I think it was early in the second stage. Ryan Newman ended up finishing 24th. Other than that, like we always talk about, outside the top 20, you kind of expect to see those people, unless I mentioned it, like Joey Logano and Austin Dillon. I'm trying to figure out why you mentioned Joey Gage. When does Joey Gage ever finish better than that? I don't know. I don't know why I decided to mention that. Maybe I was just going off of who ended up finishing last in the race. I'm giving I'm giving the small man a little little love. Little love. There you go. All right. Uh, coming up tonight, Thursday night. I wanted to talk about this because I think it's important, and I'm expi- ex- excited to go to this event and see what it's all about. But the Youth Racers of America. We talked with McKenna Hasi excuse me, McKenna Hassey about it last week during last week's show. It's the Cornhusker Kids Clinic. And if you're between the ages of five and 16, get to Lincoln tonight for a dinner games and seminars with professional race car drivers and teams. All kids will take home a t-shirt, tumbler, and a goodie bag filled with cool items. There's going to be a ton of prizes up for grabs. Parents, you're not going to be left out. Come and enjoy the great industry related speakers throughout the event to register, visit youth, racersofamerica.com to sign up the cost is going to be twenty dollars for the entire family at the door and we look forward to they say they look forward to seeing everybody in lincoln that's going to be held at southeast community college thursday night starting at six o'clock like i said it's just 20 bucks to get in and what i'm really excited about this and the part that i I mean we joke that i'm I'm really excited about the dinner and and, uh, i'd be lying if i said i wasn't but just to listen to don wickstrom Jack Dover, Tony Rost, McKenna Hassey, and more. Uh, Matthew Seltzer is going to be there speaking. They're going to be talking about how they get their race operation up and going. And, and Dirk, one thing that I've often loved about having Jack Dover on the show is he's been so forthcoming with how he handles his race operation. And I think a lot of teams could learn a couple of things from Jack. He's not so well sponsored just because of his talent and his talents there but because he does a fantastic job of presenting sponsors, what they're going to get, and then taking care of the sponsors throughout the year. If the performance is down, you go and do an appearance, you do a Facebook post, you do this, you do that. 
there's more to it to earning that that those dollars that help him succeed above everyone else and then that helps his operation even more well yeah i mean that's why the term sponsors has kind of gone out the window now the the term of the year or the term of the decade i should say is marketing partners Mm -hmm. and which is actually for the guys that are doing it right is very accurate right for the guy not doing it right sponsors is correct yeah you know you it, it this has been a thing for a long long time you can't just take somebody's money and run say hey i'm gonna put your name on the side of my car that doesn't work uh i make all my drivers earn it i say listen post about my page my the tailored computers two or three times a year and i'll give you extra money uh Mention me in tech inspection when you finish in the top four and I'll give you extra money. Mention me in victory lane. I'll give you extra money. There's incentives for them to fulfill. I don't know if I want to say fulfill, but just basically become a marketing partner rather than just having me be a sponsor. And if you do that with all of your sponsors, I can tell you guys 100% Quaker steak and lube would not be a sponsor of this show. If it was not for all the extra things that we do, Chris never would have given me the time of day had I not explained to him everything that we were planning on doing with his sponsorship and how we were going to get his money back. And once we had that conversation, he was sold. And he's told me time and time again, he's like, as long as you guys continue to do the parties, do the interviews, do all the posting that you do, we'll be a lifelong sponsor of the front stretch. Yeah. Well, it also helps that he's a racer. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that that's big, but I personally know a couple other bar owners that would like to jump on, mm-hmm. but are they going to be as loyal as Chris was, even though I've known these people for a long time, you know, I don't know if they will be, you know, they might be on one or two years and then stay to heck with it. And Chris has been so good to us. There's no reason to shop him out and there's no yeah. reason to try and put another one or two bar establishments in what we do. I like yeah. just having one type of each sponsor. Yeah, I, I, I've often talked about this, especially when I was in my radio sales days. My managers were always like, well, you're so good at going and finding this client. You're doing such a good job with them. Go find five more of those. And I reply back and say, I don't like doing that because it kind of feels like I'm cheating on my girlfriend. Like exactly. I, want, I want one sponsor of that category and I want to give them all of my marketing ideas and creativity. I don't want to have to sit back and decide who gets this idea. I just don't like doing that. But anyways, we're getting a little bit sidetracked. If you're, if you're looking to take your race operation beyond the everyday and you're sick and tired of uh, dipping into your own pocket, and I, I think this, this event tonight in Lincoln at Southeast Community College is a great organization. It's a great opportunity to listen to some of the bigger drivers and the bigger organizations, um, how they do things. So that way you can kind of, you can take ideas from them and you could start to build your operation. Who knows? Maybe in two or three years, the things you learn from tonight's event are helping you win track championships because you finally got those sponsorship dollars to get you the better parts. Exactly. It, uh, it definitely isn't going to hurt you, you know, um, but there might, if you get one idea out of going to this dinner, it's well worth the what 20 yep. bucks and you know talking about right. yeah i mean you're not only going to get some good food but you know if you get one idea that'll that'll definitely pay for your 20 dollar admission and right. if you're if you're tax wise write it off 
We shared it on the Front Stretch Facebook page last week. I also shared it again on Thursday, the day of the event. Youth Racers of America, youthracersofamerica.com on the website. And you can register in advance. I know uh, James Roland of Roland Race News and I are going to go down there and uh, uh, observe and just see what this is all about. And uh, we'll, we'll, I'll try to get your report of it next week. But I highly suggest everybody comes out to this event. I think it's going to be fantastic. And, and I'm fully behind this because I have a lot of respect for the things that McKenna Hassey has done and is doing. And I know this is going to be a well-ran operation. And I'm, I'm excited to get some tips out of it just so we could talk about it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's, that event is tonight at the uh, Southeast community college. And it was a cash bar, right? Didn't you find that out? <laughs> I, you know what? I better take some cash with me. <laughs> All right. Going on Friday at IED Speedway. Kind of want to talk a little bit about this uh, because it's not something that's usually published very much, but I'm obviously one of the uh, editors and co contributors on the IED Facebook page. So I've seen a ton of, of questions coming in regarding the world of outlaws race. I want to point out a couple of things that, that IED Speedway doesn't really talk about very much. And that's that this race is a rented race. There is a company that has paid the fee to bring in the world of outlaws and is renting IED Speedway. So a lot of the things that are happening Friday are outside of IED Speedway's control because they they have they have released the name of, of employees to to the uh, promotional company that is putting this on. It said these are the employees that we're loaning out to you, and and then you do the rest of it. And so the formats and the a lot of the calls are going to be done by the promotional company. So I just kind of wanted to get that out there because there's been a lot of people that have been upset about the sport mod situation with. There was originally 24 and then there was 22. And then, you know, the, the promotional company is frustrated because they only wanted 20 sport mods. The promotional company, to my understanding, didn't even want sport mods on the bill, but um, that's, that's what ended up getting put on the bill uh, as a support class. So kind of just taper some of your frustration. If, if you don't like some of the things that are happening, that it may not be all IED Speedway's fault. Did, did they ever rent out Sunset Speedway like this? I don't think they did, except for something way out. Like there was a couple tractor pulls done over the years. I can remember, I think it was maybe late 70s or, or right around 1980. There was uh, a motor motorcycle races. But yeah, 99% of the stuff done at Sunset was by Sunset. So just to expand that just a little bit more, I did, uh, posted on uh, Tuesday that there will be between 22 and 24 cars that will start the A feature. It depends on which uh, the World of Outlaws series will allow to start. So they may drop it down to 22 if they feel like the show's not moving along. If the heat races are a complete cluster and we don't get the show moving along nicely, they may drop it down to 22 uh, just to help kind of move things along a little bit quicker. And one thing that I did think that was cool that I, I think this is definitely a Kaziski influence thing is that the sport mods are going to be doing time trials. Yeah, that, that will be kind of interesting. Because I, I know that they, like when, it, when they, they first said it, they said, yeah, we're going to be doing time trials for the sport mods. I thought, really? I kind of I wasn't opposed or I wasn't a fan of it. But then I thought for a few seconds and I thought, oh, really? Well, that's kind of cool that I mean, this is something that sport mods don't ever get to time trial. So this is something that, that they're going to get to experience and just do it. So it's something a little bit different that I 80 speed always loves to do. This is the, 
is these kind of um, the way that like the, the Malvern Bank series or Lucas Oil series or the World of Outlaw series qualifies. Let's let the support class do that too and just get them the feel of what it's like to be out there and qualify uh, with time trials. Yeah, it, uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to start a new trend, but I think it'll be interesting yeah. because um, I think the drivers will be interested in seeing what the times are because they're going to be spread out on the track. So you're going to be able to run whatever line you want and you're not going to have to worry about knocking into somebody. Um, and they'll be able to look at their times, you know, up against the other drivers, yeah. you know. I think they'll like that. I think so too. Uh, and they've done this in the past with other classes that, that it's been pretty popular for those, for those teams. So, uh, all right. Uh, again, the, uh, the tickets are on sale as of Thursday, they're still on sale online. And uh, for the most part, you're able to buy them online until about noon, the day of race of the races. But uh, if, if that happens to get shut off, you can get tickets at the will at the ticket window that is cash and credit card only. Well, I mean, I don't think they accept checks, actually. So cash and credit only at the uh, ticket window. And then the rest of the facility, for those of you that are new to ID Speedway, the rest of the facility is cash only. So that's the World of Outlaws. And we got some news last week. Casey Kane's going to be there with the Roth Motorsports number 83. Uh, Kane filling in for the suspended uh, Aaron Reitzel. So Casey Kane will be at ID Speedway on uh, on Friday for the World of Outlaws race. Still haven't heard if uh, Young Money, uh, Kyle Larson's going to be there, but I think uh, if we knew anything by now, it, it would have been highly publicized and, and, and gotten out there. But keep an eye on the IED Speedway Facebook page as well as the Front Stretch Facebook page. If there happens to be a Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson sighting, then, uh, then you'll know that he's going to be there. But otherwise, get out to IED Speedway. I got to tell you guys, with the prospect that IED Speedway may not uh, run after the 2023 race season, you may be getting down to the last two opportunities to see a World of Outlaws race in the state of Nebraska for some time. So I would suggest getting out to IED Speedway Friday night for the World of Outlaws race. And, and uh, if it comes back in 2022, do the same, because that may be your last opportunity to see 410 World of Outlaw racing at, uh, in Nebraska for some time. Well, at the local level, so to speak. But, you know, every once in a while, they'll, uh, they'll get booked out somewhere else in the state all right saturday is uh championship weekend or championship races at uh at, at eagle raceway they're going to be crowning uh, five champions most of the championships are pretty well decided there's a chance that jason danley may not win the sprint cars but it's very very slim there's a i think jeff Ware locked up the track championship at for for the hobby stocks but don't quote me on that Cade Richards pretty well locked his up um for the stock cars sport mods Sean Harker again pretty well locked up he's got a decent advantage over Cole Wayman but I mean like like Sean talked about a couple uh, last Saturday night during the interview he says you know we we thought we had the championship locked up two years ago and we blew a motor and Gunner Pike won it by one point but the uh the close championship is uh Chad Anderson who again we're going to talk with coming up in the next turn, uh, he's battling with Mike Densberger, who has the points lead by just four points. So that'll be a fun one to watch on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, it's the Speedway Motors night at the races. And it is also the Dirt Crown kickoff for the rescheduled, rescheduled Dirt Crown. 
because it was rescheduled after 2020's kickoff, and then it got rescheduled because of rain earlier in the year. So what's the the rescheduled rescheduled? Did I miss those? I think you got enough reschedules in there. Modifieds, sport modifieds, stock cars, bragging right late models, hobby stocks, and compacts. This is not a NASCAR points night. This is a Speedway Motors night at the races. And this is always a fun one because Speedway Motors hands out so many prizes that it basically is free to race. They'll hand out like a $50 gift card, which essentially pays for your uh, your NASCAR license if you don't have one or will pay for your pit passes if you already have a NASCAR license. So uh, again, that's uh, coming up on Sunday night. Plenty of registered drivers for this race. And again, it's the kickoff to the Nebraska Dirt Crown, which continues, I think, is that Wednesday night? And then there's a race Thursday night. I want to say it's Wednesday night at Thayer County and then US 30 on Thursday night. So what was going to be a five-night race has been reduced to a three-night race, and it kicks off Sunday at I-80 Speedway for the Speedway Motors night at the races. Let's take a quick break. We're going to play that interview with Chad Anderson uh, that we did a few weeks back at uh, at Eagle, and then we'll come back, and we're going to do a real short one for Daytona. There's not a lot of previewing to do, but I think I want to talk a little bit about the bubble and then the scenarios going into the first round of the playoffs. So uh, anything else you should think we should cover? No, I think we pretty much got it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back here on the front stretch. The official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids night. Tuesdays are all you can eat wings for $12.95. And the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par. 95 mile an hour fastball. Bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track. Professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting. White knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Front stretch podcast interview, talking with a hopeful track champion at Eagle Raceway, uh, Chad Anderson in the 8C Modified. Chad, man, been having a good year. What, three wins on the year at Eagle? Yeah, we've had, uh, yep, three so far. Hopefully we can uh, get another one or two before the season's over. Just two points, nights left, and you got Mike Densberger, who's the cartwheel king of Nebraska, right in front of you. Uh, it's going to be tough. He's He's been consistent all year. I think he's got one win on the year, but you're pretty much going to have to win out and get a little bit of help from him with uh, maybe a bad night. Yeah, we would need some uh, – we're going to need a little bit of luck, but, you know, I don't know. I've, three years in a row we got second here, so anything can happen. We've uh, We led most of the years before, and then – we get one bad night towards the end, and that's what happens. So, uh, like I've always, I've always said, Eagles pretty uh, uh, a lot of luck. You know, you got to have luck. You got to be good, and you got to make the right choices when it kind of comes up. So, uh, you know, I like racing with those guys. You know, Mike's always good, and he's clean. So we were just talking earlier tonight, and uh, the way it the way it plays out, it's going to be exciting. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
plans for going into the final couple of nights? Is it just as simple as I got to win and not worry about what Mike does and let the points lay where they lay, or is there a different strategy going into the final couple of nights? Uh, you know, we've I've had a couple of years doing this, so it seems like, you know, uh, first year or two I tried laying back, being patient, uh, try and let it kind of unfold, and then I go, and, and it kind of hurt me, and then I've gone for it. Uh, and just was going to go for wins and, you know, figure it out. And then we got caught in a wreck, you know, and then we lost by a couple points. So I don't really know which is the right way to go. Um, you know, we're, we're probably just going to just keep going how we're going, trying to shoot for wins and, you know, get the best finish we can and just try and finish the race. That's uh, here is kind of key with, you know, with the track, having a bunch of characters some nights. And, you know, tonight was kind of racy on the top and the bottom. So it, was, it wasn't much passing, but me and Mike kind of worked our way through there and we got fourth and fifth. So. Uh, he got another point on me, but you know, it was a solid night for both of us and we both finished. So it was, you know, that's, you know, it's good. We, if we can finish and race, you know, follow and, you know, side by side and just kind of work our way through there, it's just going to be kind of a, I think it's going to come down to a luck, you know, yeah. one bad deal is going to happen to something or, you know, hopefully not. We, hopefully we can race it out and, uh, you know, the fastest car is going to win and that hopefully that's how it goes. Again, Chad Anderson, driver of the AC at uh, Eagle Raceway. Where else are you racing this modified at? Uh, you know, we just we kind of just kind of tuned back a little bit. Uh, end of the year, we got boys getting into some flag football. Baseball's wrapping up, and just trying to get some home time at home. We uh, had some wind damage at home, so now we got some uh, repairs to do there, and uh, just a bunch of stuff around the house that I neglected for the whole summer, and <laughs> I got some free time. So now yeah. we got to make that up, and just kind of hang out, just you know, maybe go watch some racing or something. Or uh, I'm sure we're going to hit some of these fall specials. You know, just kind of gear up for that, and we're just Two more weeks here, and then we'll we'll shoot for some uh, bigger specials and hopefully get to travel a little bit. Talk a little bit about your career. What have you been racing? How many years been racing? That kind of fun stuff. Oh, man, you know, uh, never raced anything in my life. Uh, just grew up out in the country and on three-wheelers and four-wheelers. Started racing, and uh, I was 19, 18, 19. Uh, started in a late model, Grand National late model. Never raced oh, really? nothing at all. Yeah, and uh, Harlan Dennison in the Grand National days. Raced that till uh, two th end of 2006, 2007. I got a mod. They kept changing the rules. That was when they kept the Grand National rules were changing from two barrel to four barrel, and then CNCTA rules, and then I think it's the IMCA late models now is where it finally transitioned to. But yeah, um, they kept changing the rules. I couldn't afford the motor changes every year, so uh, and that was I was 18, 19, you know, paying for everything myself. Yeah, and uh, got to a mod and uh, started doing my own stuff here and. Uh, with the help of a couple other guys that did a bunch of helping on the mod and learning. And uh, 07 I started, and 09 I got my first win in the mod, and it's just kind of I'm still learning from here. And it's, you know, I don't know I don't know how many years, you know, off the top of my head. But uh, 10, 14 years? Yeah, so four, 14 years. If God, you've been racing for 14 years? Yeah. And you're yeah. still learning? Yeah, yeah, this is <laughs> – everything's changing. It seems like, you know, the – corners get faster and the straightaways get slower you know we were faster on the straightaways before with the open motor now uh you know there's you know i got an open motor still at home i'd like to you know uh, last year we ran we won two races with open motor you know and then this year it's just been all crates so I, you can still do it i think you know it's it's just a lot of learning you know shock timing and spring and stuff everything's yeah. changing it seems like so um i you know it's it's flip a coin you know where you start if it's a special you start front of a special you're going to be out to lunch, I think, with an open motor with a lot of cars and it slicks off. But here at Eagle and, you know, we're down in 
some other tracks we run, you could probably win with the open still, but it's kind of limited yet. So hopefully, hopefully that changes. Uh, open motor, they're definitely a lot more fun to drive. It's I like steering with the with the pedal a lot more than just a steering wheel, but um, it's kind of what it is, you know. Where yeah. it's at now. Yep. Talk uh, about what do you got plans for the rest of the year a after the uh, points after you win the points championship at Eagle Raceway. What's your thoughts on the rest of the season? Any big specials you want to hit up? Man, I'd like to hope it ends up that way. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we were we were planning to go to Wyoming. We've we've went to that deal two years in a row, I think. Last year we didn't make it. Um, something had come up, and I'm not sure if we're gonna make it this year. I think we my nephew nephew's getting married on a Friday. So after that, we're going to try and do the dirt crown thing, but that's kind of a Sunday through Thursday. Yeah. It's going to be a little harder with the farther tracks, farther away. I'm going to, I got to, I got to try and size that up and see if I can make that work with timing and uh, the boy with school and stuff. So um, we're going to try and shoot for that. Otherwise, probably be after special at the end of the year. We always usually hit that. And then uh, we'll just see kind of how it plays out. Maybe, maybe trying to go south. You know, we like, I like going down there for some of the specials and stuff. So just, it's just fun getting away, racing with new people. Um, you know, weight. There's no weight on your shoulders. Just go down and just shoot for wins. You know, yeah. and you get to race with people you don't race with all the time. So, um, the last couple of years we did a lot of traveling, racing. This year, uh, last year we kind of slowed it down a little bit. This year, we're just focused on some weekly racing stuff and just busy with work. Uh, it's hard to get away. You know, we work seven. You know, almost seven days a week. or you know working. You know, and it kills. Uh, kills drive you know working on the car when you're out working on the car till you know 10 11 12 o'clock at night and you gotta get up at five or six and go work and work till seven eight nine o'clock and it's uh you know i wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for uh, my crew guy andy he lives in lincoln comes up and at least you know one two nights a week and he'll unload it. if i don't get it unloaded on a sunday if i you know sometimes i have to work and he'll come up and unload it and wash it and uh man it's just i wouldn't be able to do what i do if it wasn't for him helping out a ton you know just weekly stuff and He's, uh, he's motivated just like I am to win, yeah. uh, and that's what it takes, you know. Your crew guys, you know, the girlfriend, everybody that helps out, the kids. You know, if it wasn't for motivation to keep you going, you know, like, yeah, it's it's good to win. It's good to run up front, but you still need that push, you know. It's, uh, you know, if it wasn't – if we weren't running up front, top five, you know, if what it pay, like the – how to say it, the drive, you know, to keep winning um, – the ambition you know like there's a lot of money and time invested in this thing you know if we don't run we can't run top five wherever we go it's it's almost not worth it you know like there's you know we can go boating or camping or something more relaxing this is <laughs> it, it gets stressful you know to compete yeah. at a high level there's a lot of uh, money and time invested um that's probably when you see like uh you know guys get frustrated on the track and they you know they get uh you know run into somebody or something you know there's a lot of high tempers that flare because there's a lot of money and time invested in stuff and uh you know it, it all falls back on stuff like that to where um it, it's it's more than just racing you know it's it's a passion you know like we've you know it's it's hard to get by uh just running uh you know running 10th or something you know like if it's just hard the com competition around here is stiff you know to run where we're running in the midwest it's yeah like, that's there's a lot of guys that are coming from the coast in the south that come up here and race on a weekly you know they moved here and they run all summer up here so the competition is super high it's you know and so with that you know and it's crazy with all this covid and tire shortage and all that stuff everybody nobody seems to really slowing down so that's kind of a yeah it's just kind of an odd last year and this year is kind of odd it's 
Just when you thought last year was weird, yeah. 2021 seems to be doing its yeah. best to top 2020. Yeah, everybody <laughs> said it was going to get better, and now we're tire shortage and this. Engine and like, shortage. Yeah, and you can't get these, and they're not, you know, a lot of them are blowing up a lot sooner, so everybody's keeping on their old stuff. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't know, it's just it's just been a weird year. Just We're just riding it out, see how, how this, uh, this year goes out, and hopefully we can end strong, uh, you know, and end up with another win or maybe two, hopefully. Um, you know, start with sixth row here, it's, it's hard to do. There's a lot of fast yeah. cars. You start in the first two rows, and a lot of these guys are fast here. It's just you can make top four or five, you're you're doing pretty good and stay out of trouble and keep the car straight. Uh, what do you do for a job? Uh, I do a bunch of machine hauling for uh, big red towing. Okay. So we uh, pretty much rentals, new machines, anything like that. We yeah. uh, I deliver and haul around pretty much kind of the Midwest within three, four hours I'll go. And. Uh, that keeps me busy all the time, it seems like. <laughs> I could probably work 24, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but um, the girlfriend and the kids and stuff, they probably wouldn't like that. So. Yeah. What, uh, uh, wow, lost my train of thought there. Talking with Chad Anderson, driver of the 8C Modified at Eagle Raceway. Thanks to some of these great sponsors that help keep the operation rolling. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for, like, uh, Flatfoot Trucking. Man, he's been uh, a good buddy of mine, been on board for a long time. Um, between him, uh, Goldfish Racing and Fabrication, he's been doing my shocks pretty much from from day one. Uh, just keeping, you know, like keeping it, you know, kind of what we do. We just keep learning off that stuff and trying to stay on top of the, the game and stuff. Uh, we got uh, Countryside Contracting, Ron Sardison with Sardison Racing. He helps me out a bunch. Anything I need, he gets, and, you know, yeah, if I can't find it, he can find it or match up, whatever he needs to do. Um, Bobcat of Omaha this year came on board. Um, Championship Fitness, Evergreen Lawns, Battery Systems, uh, Utility Trenching, uh, they came on this year. CPT Racing, they uh, they got great products. Uh, J-Bar, Sliders, uh, Four Bars, Bird Cages, stuff like that. They, uh, they help all that stuff. And then uh, Ben with uh, Only Pro Decals keeps this thing. It used to be shiny and look stand out. <laughs> she uh, she's got some wear on her, but a little character. She yeah she she's still she's still bright, so that that helps. Carburetors, Velocita race suits. We got there's a bunch of people that help out. And, you know stuff I, I kind of keep going, but uh you know uh, Jake and April they help out a bunch. You know just I got a bunch of friends that just they they like they like winning. They like keeping everything the sport of racing. So. Um, between them, Jake and April, we got uh, Ben and Cassie. They help out. It's just everybody on this five-star framework. We got a bunch of people that help out this year. That um, you know, it takes takes a bunch of sponsors to keep this deal rolling, uh, and a lot of time and money invested. And to run up front, you got to have a lot of the backing and stuff. So I think that all, all plays out in effect. Chad Anderson, once again, driver of the 8C Mighty Modified at Eagle Raceway. Uh, good luck. Last two points nights. Hope you can wrestle that championship away from Mike Densberger. I can tell you it's going to be fun to watch you two go at it. Yeah, it'll be interesting last two weeks. It'll be, you know, whatever goes. I'm sure it's going to be interesting, and hopefully everybody stays tuned in, and we'll see what happens. All right, man. Good luck. Thanks a lot for your time. Appreciate it. We'll be back on the front stretch. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. 
Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. If you love wings, if you love rings, and all kinds of other tempting things, great times, great food, get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Quaker Steak and Lube is the official watering hole of the front stretch and the home of MAV-TV, featuring action from the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Great times, great food, get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Located on Mid-America Drive in Council Bluffs. Feather the brake and get back to the gas. Dan and Dirk are headed into turn three on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch. Uh, this turn brought to you by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube Saturday night for all of the super speedway action at Daytona International Speedway. The race set to be broadcast at 6 o'clock Central Time on NBC, MRN, and Sirius XM. I'll be over at Eagle Raceway uh, doing the championship night, but uh, Dirk, I'm sure you'll be watching the race and uh, keep me updated with everything that's going on. Um, I was actually thinking about coming out to Eagle, but oh. I might go ahead and just stay home. It just kind of depends how worn out I am for Saturday because that goofy Husker football team starts there. Whatever they're going to call it this year, let's we'll start with the word season and see if we have to adjust that <laughs> later on. They're going to attempt to play. Yep, they're going to attempt to play, and uh, they got a a game that was supposed to be played, I think, in Ireland originally. Yeah, um, and of course, it got canceled. It was supposed to be last year with the COVID. Then they kind of rescheduled it to this year. Well, then early this year, they decided they weren't going to go uh, out of the country to play. They'd just make it a home game at Illinois. And so that's why they're starting a, basically a week early than what they normally would. Yeah. So, Well, uh, again, uh, I extended the offer to you last week. Uh, Saturday is the last day that I can use my free tickets. So if anybody's listening to this and you want free tickets to Eagle Raceway, just send us an email, frontstretchradio at gmail.com. Dirk, if you want tickets, just let me know how many, and I'll set those aside for you. I think I've got about probably 10 or 12 that I could give away. Yeah, well, I'll uh, see what's going on, and uh, I'd be more interested in your meal tickets. <laughs> I got those, too. I'll give you a couple of those. Hey, yeah, did you see Tom Tom Belsky was back out at the racetrack on Saturday night? No, I did not see that. Yeah, uh, wheelchair and all. He, he, was, he was back out at the racetrack, and... Uh, I think uh, uh, it was really, really amazing to watch all the people come up out of their seats and and uh, give him a pat on the back and, and send him some love because he's still got a long road to recovery. But that's a, a huge deal that he was able to get back out to the racetrack on Saturday night. And I, I wouldn't think... be surprised if there was a few people pumping $20 bills in his pocket too. <laughs> That'll pay for those. Bills yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. He also posted earlier on Thursday, who wants to go out to ID Speedway on Friday night for the world of outlaws. So he's looking to get out to the speedway again on, uh, on Saturday and by, or on Friday. And again, so we, we talked to him earlier and we we're like, Hey, do you want to go sit up in the VIP booth and watch the features in comfortable environment? And he's like, yeah, that, that'd be great. So we got him over to the back steps, which, well, there's probably 12 steps up to the top of that, uh, to the VIP booth. And, uh, he put the brakes on his uh, wheelchair and got propped up and he walked up every single one of those steps cool 
That's a good showing right there. Mm -hmm. He was incredibly determined to walk up those steps. And then he walked back down the steps and uh, to, to some applause and, and some pats on the back. So really cool stuff there. Uh, All right, let's talk Daytona. There's not a lot to cover. I mean, it's Daytona, like we kind of talked about at the beginning of the races, at the beginning of the show. Those who are locked in, absolutely locked in, I think maybe they they see where their car is handling and how they're doing at the end of that race. And maybe they go for some extra bonus playoff points. Maybe they go for the win. Uh, Those that are on the bubble, I think they're going to play it completely safe and just try to survive till the end of the race and see how many positions they can pick up those last couple of laps i think you're really going to start seeing some movers and shakers uh with about six to go with it being a cutoff race it it just changes the scenario like i said to me the guy that's going to be running around the back and will race right at the end unless something presents itself early you know where he can grab some stage points or something is going to be that eight car i think he's going to just try and stay out of trouble and uh, stay on the lead lap you know, and, and get that 25th or better finish. Uh, absolutely. And, and that's the strategy for that team is just survive, 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 top 20, top 20, top 25, somewhere within there. Just stay in front of Tyler Reddick uh, by, well, you're talking about Tyler Reddick himself. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, was, I got confused there for a second and started switching over to Austin Dillon. But yeah, absolutely. That's Reddick's theory is just stay 25 positions in front of Austin Dillon and you're in the playoffs. But if Austin Dillon can go out and maybe win a stage or get some decent stage points, 15 points or something in the two stages, that changes the scenario because now Reddick basically got to get a top 12 or something. Yep. So. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch that. That'll be the real bubble race to watch. Uh, Larson looks like he is going to lock up the regular season points championship. And I think because of he's got a good opportunity to do that, he's going to play it safe too. If I'm him, I hang around in the back. He has a 28-point advantage over uh, Denny Hamlin, and that's 15 bonus playoff points that are a factor, that, that, that are up for, uh, for, for grabs there with winning the regular season points championship. So Larson, I think, hangs around in the back. I think he would be a bad pick for today. I'm going to disagree with you because he's starting on the pole. Well, I think so he'll, I he'll, he'll, stay the there as, I, he'll stay there as long as he can because the safest place to be at Daytona is in front. Yeah, I, I see him front. trying to stay in front. And, you know, if he can win the, win the first stage and pick up 10 more points, yeah. you know, something like that. Um, I uh, kind of expect maybe a couple of his teammates to maybe try and get in behind him and pad the situation for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're both on agreement there. He'll stay in the front as long as he can, but I think if he gets shuffled to the back, then he just takes it easy. Well, I think if he gets shuffled out of the top 10, then he just goes to the back. Yeah, and takes it easy because he can essentially just finish this race and win the regular season championship, and then he cashed himself an additional 15 playoff points, which which will be huge later on in the rounds. Well, again, see, you can't say that because Hamlin's got as good a shot at winning this race as anybody. You know, and if Hamlin goes out and wins the race and maybe wins a stage, you know, that 28 points is gone. Yeah. So it's uh, so all there's going to be a lot of in-race strategy for this for this week. It's they got game plans for what they want to do, but it all determines who they're racing against is how these things are going to unfold. 
All right, today's uh, Saturday's race at Daytona once again starts at 6 o'clock Central Time. It's on NBC, the, the major network, primary network, and on MRN for the radio broadcast, Sirius XM. As I've been saying for weeks, my favorite way to listen is just with the NASCAR app. You can go to the live scanner. The first option, it's always free, is the MRN broadcast, and that's the best broadcast. I, I got no disrespect for NBC. I think they do a better job than Fox does but it's still tough to watch. And I don't think they paint the picture very well. And those guys at MRN uh, make the race seem much, much more exciting than the guys on the TV broadcast do. All right. So tonight, Thursday night, Southeast community college youth racers of America clinic, $20 for the family. It is centered at kids, 15, five to 16 years old, to helping them build their race operation and to have a bigger footprint in the dirt racing community. Friday night, World of Outlaws at I-80 Speedway. Saturday night, championship night at Eagle Raceway. And then Sunday is the Speedway Motors night at the races and the kickoff to the dirt, uh, Nebraska Dirt Crown. That's going to be at I-80 Speedway Sunday night. Get out to the racetrack. Get out and support the race community. Get out and share the Front Stretch Facebook page. That way we can continue to grow and spread the great word. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks to Chad Anderson for joining us on the show, and thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be back next week to do it all over again. Have a great week, everybody.